Welcome to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. To contact Dr. Danny and learn more about the ministry, visit drdanny.live. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience The Good Life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome to The Good Life, encouraging you with inspirational stories to share with family and friends through perspectives of hope in Jesus Christ. Our show in New England is an extension of a program that I did for many years in Hawaii. Today, we reach back into the vault, and I've got a special one for you. My co-host was Suzanne Maurer. Open your heart. Hear what the Lord has to say to you today. Eileen Marks is the wife of Victor Marks and mother of five children. She has a second degree black belt and enjoys teaching women of self-defense. Eileen's heart is to help people who struggle with past hurts and who find themselves in a cycle of unforgiveness, bitterness, and resentment. Today, She shares some of her own childhood experiences and how they kept her bound by anger and bitterness. She also shares how to get free from the invisible but powerful strongholds that keep a person bound. Are you fettered by something that you feel is just holding you back or constraining you? You feel like if that could be taken care of, you'd be able to get on with your life and perhaps even fulfill your potential. We pause at the beginning of our program to remind you the reason we have the Good Life Radio Show is to bring you closer and closer to Jesus Christ. For indeed, He has come to set the captives free. He loves you so much, my friend, so much that He died on the cross for your sins. Jesus shed his precious blood on that cross to wash your sins away. He was buried, and three days later, he rose again from the grave. And today, the living Christ calls you to himself. He calls you because he will set you free. Would you open your heart to Jesus? Aline knows what it's all about, and she'll share heart to heart with us today. She's a co-founder of All Things Possible Ministries with her husband, Victor. They started that in 2003. It's a ministry that reaches our nation's incarcerated youth, expanding the ministry. They now travel the country as well as around the world, even Iraq, helping children and young women who are hurting, abused, and trafficked, bringing hope, comfort, and God's love to thousands who are without hope. Eileen? Welcome to our show. Thank you, Danny. Thank you so much for having me. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Southern California, Central California, and Northern California. You've got it all covered. (laughs) (laughs) You're a California girl. I am, and if they want to split the state, which I heard they want to, then then I'm not sure where I came from. It'll be two different states. Uh, What... uh, Okay, well, if they were to split, let's just play with the hypothetical. If they were to split the state, 
which of the three would you choose to live in first? Which of the three would I choose to? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I I probably would say Southern California. Okay. Um, I I I was born in Long Beach and moved up to uh, Sacramento, San Francisco area um, before I was five and spent most of my time in that area until I was in my teens, and then I moved away again. Um, so, I, I mean, I. I, I enjoy it. It's 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 probably Southern California because it's warmer. Mm. <laughs> yes, and and we have the ocean, the coast close by. Yeah. Who influenced you most, Eileen, in, in your growing up years? I, you know what? I would have to say it would be my nana, uh, my mom's mom. Mm. She she was a woman of faith. Uh, she loved Jesus. Um, she was. Uh, probably one that prayed for our family more than any, anyone else on the planet. Mm-hmm. As she watched her daughter, my mom, have eight children in nine years <gasps> with a husband who was a Korean uh, veteran and one who suffered from PTSD. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my Nana was a very strong pillar. So I, I would say she probably influenced me the most in my early years. Eileen, where were you in that family placement? I am. I have a twin sister. Uh, we are the last two. Oh, my. So, yes, my I mean, eight children in nine years. That oh. just is, um, that's amazing to me. Because I have five, and I had five in 14 years. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you. How did you become a Christian? Wow. Well, my 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 mom's faith was Catholic, and uh, that never, I, I never absorbed that, although I did watch my mom pray, and but it, there was just um, chaos in our home, and faith was never a strong pillar, so I... I went to a, I was invited by my brother, one of my older brothers, to go to a Billy Graham crusade when I was 19 in Sacramento. And I went, I went forward because I, I, I really wanted what he was talking about, who Jesus was. But as soon as I left the auditorium, it's like my interest left with it. And it wasn't until four years later when I was 23 years old that I was invited to a church, uh, that I started hearing the Word of God. I started hearing how much God loved me and that He was for me. And I mean, I, I started hearing the Bible, the Word of God, for the first time in my life. And it actually took four months of hearing it for me to realize, if I die, I'm not going to go to heaven. Mm. I, I'm not going to be with him. And, and I surrendered my life when I was 23 years old. What was going on in your heart, uh, more more explicitly or more specifically at that time? Well, it's interesting because when I was invited to church, I, I mean, I didn't feel like I had a need. But um, God placed a woman in my class, a student, to invite me. And she was persistent, lovingly persistent to not allow my no um, 
to detour her. So she kept inviting me. I, when I was listening, and, and it was in Galatians, I think, I was listening one Wednesday evening when I was going, I was listed among those who were in that list of people who would not inherit the kingdom of God. And and I I realized if I die, I won't go to heaven. So mm-hmm. it initially I had no need. But then hearing that if if I stay in the state I was in, I will not inherit God. I wouldn't inherit the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what was stirring in my heart. I mean, I was 23. I was young. You know, I wasn't thinking that I was going to die. I wasn't thinking. But the thought of when I did die, that I would be away from him, that made me very sober-minded. You mentioned the woman that invited you, that she was in your class. Was it a class that you were teaching, or was it a class that you were in as a student? It, I was I was a fitness instructor, mm-hmm. and she was um, placed there by God. I look back, and I just go, God, you just, he knew me. He knew what I needed. He mm-hmm. knew what would draw my heart mm-hmm. to him, and um, she was, beautiful young woman who I had no idea that she could sing until she invited me to church and she was one of the singers and um, I I would watch these people singing their eyes are closed and they're lifting their hands up to the ceiling and I'm thinking wow boy these people they must really love Jesus I had never witnessed that before I, I, I mean, I, I was taken back at their love for him mm-hmm. to lift your hands to the ceiling like that. It sounds like a, it, it, it touched a nerve in a heart that was being softened by God. And uh, I hear, well, at least back then, a certain, well, it certainly probably has grown all through these years, but a yearning for in your heart for God. Did you feel that, sense that? You know, at, at that time, Danny, my, my heart was so hardened. Mm-hmm. I, I had, and I didn't know this back then, but I had, I had so many layers of anger in my heart. I, my heart was hardened. Um, so I didn't know that I needed him because my heart wasn't open to him. But the more that I heard how much he loved me, and it was Jesus, when I, when I could, could hear and see that Jesus loved me, that process started softening my heart, because prior to that, I had no need. I didn't think I had a need. Mm. But truly, you know, that scripture that says that he comes to heal the brokenhearted, I think when our hearts are so hardened from pain and from things that happen to you, you don't know that you, you don't know that you have a broken heart because it's so hardened. Mm. Someone today, Eileen, listening to you share here in this broadcast, uh, they may have a few layers of their own. Uh, their own hardness of heart. It, it's so hard that it is caked upon caked upon caked on 
and uh, and yet they're listening and yet today maybe someone sent them this uh, podcast maybe someone maybe they just happened to turn on the radio or came across this program maybe someone just said I want to send you Eileen Marks you're going to relate to this story well if that's you today Eileen, one of the blessings here on The Good Life is that our guests come with such a, a graciousness to share openly their hearts in such a transparent way. In fact, when we come back, you know, she talks about hardness of heart. It relates to something that she speaks about and teaches on. And the word is stronghold. What is a stronghold? Well, Eileen Marks will share what that is. I also want to know how she met Victor, how their life began to grow close and how God set them apart for the ministry that they're a part of today, literally impacting the world with the love and hope of Jesus Christ, really touching the nerve of where the pain is in our society. You can find out more at victormarks.com, more with Eileen Marks when we come back. Stay with us. Desperate life, aimlessly beneath the barren sky. Leave it to me, I lead you home. What can we learn about evangelism? Danny Yamashiro here. Rebecca Manley Pipper wrote in her book, Out of the Salt Shaker and Into the World. I once asked a woman if she felt comfortable about evangelism. Oh yes, she responded. I do it twice a week. Somehow it sounded more like taking multiple vitamins. Evangelism isn't just something you do out there and then get back to normal living. Evangelism involves taking people seriously, getting across to their island of concerns and needs and then sharing Christ as Lord in the context of our natural living situations. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome back to our show. Today, we're reaching into the vault for a classic interview. When I hosted this show in Hawaii, I'm joined with my co-host, Suzanne Maurer. Please enjoy. And that's uh, the special part that we have here with Eileen Marks today. You know, there's, she says there's uh, such a thing as freedom and it's uh, waiting for anyone who will grab hold of it and release their heart to it. You come to Christ and there is a release and a freedom that you can experience. The Good Life Hawaii Radio Show here. Danny Yamashiro with Suzanne Maurer. Eileen Marks is our guest today. You can find out more about her and all things possible ministries which she co-founded with her husband, Victor. You can find out more at victormarks.com. 
M A R X. M A R X. That's that's correct. Thanks. Thanks for uh, uh, making a note of that, Suzanne. Eileen, how did you and Victor meet each other? Well, this gal who invited me to church, it introduced me to Victor. And at at church, and this was, oh my goodness, over 30 years ago. Um, so Victor was fresh out of the Marines, and um, I, I saw this young man who had such a beautiful smile and such kind eyes, and I just thought, what, what a nice young man he was. That's that's what I was thinking in my mind, and um, I had no idea that this gal who was in my class was introducing me to my future husband, um, but God did. And it's funny because um, Victor said that the Lord told him when he saw me walk into the church that I was going to be his wife. So it took me a year to to hear the same message, but I did hear it a year later when we were just friends. Um, actually, I was walking with a girlfriend, and I heard the Holy Spirit say I was going to marry Victor. <laughs> and I was just kind of floored because um, that, that I, I wasn't looking for that, but God was certainly preparing my heart for that. And Eileen, this is what I want our listeners to hear lovingly, is um, I thought earlier that this wonderful woman was just inviting you to church from a class, but now to hear more, and the message I'm hearing is that God knows our hearts and he knows our needs and he has a plan. And I really hope that's encouraging to our listeners. What a beautiful story. Oh, you know, Suzanne, I'll tell you, I, I was not raised with the idea that God knew our future mm-hmm. or he, that he even cares about our future. But just that experience taught me that, that God does care, and he is so detailed about our lives, even when we're not even aware of it. Yes. He's moving, he's working, he's bringing people into our life to get our attention, to let us know how much he loves us. So how did your relationship with Victor, how did it develop from that point? Well, I started taking um, his martial art classes, and my background was fitness and um, he actually allowed me. I started renting space from his karate school. So I was teaching um, fitness and, and then taking classes from him. And uh, we were both going to the same church. So it was just, I think, you know, through those times that I would see him at class and um, at church, we developed a friendship. In fact, I even remember going to him counseling because I was dating some guy and and Victor said, of course I'll counsel you. And the guy you're dating is a bum. <laughs> Why and, doesn't that surprise me? <laughs> of course. He, he knew the answer. <laughs> He's a bum. He's not for you. And um, so, I mean, it's, again, it's Hey, so- don't we need more clarity in this world? I love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I can just hear him laughing <laughs> when he hears this. <laughs> Well, he, of course, he he knew that this guy was not for me, and 
but but I didn't know that yet. And I I mean, both Victor and I are both baby Christians. He was a Christian six months before I walked into that church, and then um, and then I I gave my life to the Lord. So we were both baby Christians trying to figure out, you know, what what are we doing? And um, it was I, I think from the time that I met Victor, we were married probably two years after that. Mm. Now. Strongholds. What what is a stronghold? Wow, you know, um, and, and I'll share from my experience. Um, I was raised with, um, you know, a father who was alcoholic. He did get sober, but it was after my parents um, got divorced. So there was a lot of anger in my household. There was a lot of fear, and as children, especially. When you're brought up in that environment, there there are imprints that happen to you. Um, that when you get older, they don't leave you; they're part of you. And I think the strongholds are uh, attitudes, behaviors, thought process that you own. You you live out because of my stronghold was anger. And when we allow anger to grow into our heart, that for me, I was young. I mean, I, I remember I was eight years old when I heard, I woke up on a school morning hearing my mom crying, saying to my dad, please don't hurt me, please don't hurt me. And I remember lying in my bed having so much hate towards my dad, mm-hmm. thinking, mom, why don't you do something? Do something. So that little girl who's got so much hatred now towards her dad, has so much anger, becomes a fertile ground for the enemy to take a foothold and become a stronghold. Mm -hmm. So I go through my adolescence, my teenage years, early 20s, as a very angry woman. And I didn't even know that I had that anger until after I got married. And I would respond to my husband. I was very disrespectful to my husband. Um, And I didn't realize that uh, it was transference of anger against my dad. So the Lord showed me graciously that this anger... See, I I started using women's self-defense. I started teaching it. And the the fuel behind that Mm. was the anger I had towards my dad, thinking a woman never has to be taken advantage of. So... For me, the self-defense is great. I still love teaching it. But what was fueling me was the anger that I had towards my dad. When that was taken care of, I had to confess it. This anger was controlling me. Once I confess it, I have a freedom. I'm not triggered anymore. I'm not, uh, I don't overreact. So the stronghold owns you until you identify it and say, no more. I, I don't want to have my life controlled by my anger because those people around you are the ones that suffer. As you've learned these things and as you present these things, Eileen, how long did it take for you to experience deliverance? Well, I, I think, you know, the Lord used a woman in my life to help me realize that this anger um, was coming against my dad and once I was able to confess it first admit it 
this is anger and it's wrong. And then I had bitterness and resentment attached to that. Once I was able to confess it, and this woman kind of walked me through this beautiful process of being forgiven and to forgive, there's healing. So, I, I mean, within that time, it that took a day. But, I mean, I think I was in my late 30s when I realized that I had so much anger in my heart. So I think when somebody realizes that's me, then you don't have to go through years and years of counseling. You have to just admit it and how ugly it is in your heart and just say, God, forgive me. And and every person you're angry at, every person that has hurt you, confess it and, and, and forgive them. Forgive yourself for your behavior and then allow the Lord to cleanse your heart because he wants to do that. He wants to free you. When you talk about the cycle, now you mentioned it in your own your own experience, but these words unforgiveness, bitterness, and resentment, uh, how does that cycle work? Well, for me, I think anger was the root. Mm. And then, on you know, roots, they, they grow differently through your heart. I think you get different branches. And I think uh, resentment bitterness, unforgiveness, those are like the branches that are in that root. And and I think they're so common because of how how strong anger is. So you don't have the ability to forgive. So you have unforgiveness. And then you have all these memories of what who hurt you. Then you have resentment. Mm-hmm. So they they're they're like they're like sisters. I call them sisters to the to the original root. And and if you allow the Lord to go down to the depths of your heart and grab the root, I think you'll see as you pull it out, whoa, I do have all these ugly things attached to that. I once, uh, well, I, re- I recently heard you by watching one of your messages, Eileen, give the illustration of a stronghold you used a, a martial arts kind of a. Uh, you painted a picture in my mind: a martial arts, someone coming from behind. Could you describe that? Yes, yes. So um, I, I did. I, I used the stronghold as somebody coming up behind you, putting their arms around you, and holding you really tight in a bear hug. And and, and you can move your upper body and try to get loose, but you won't get loose. You you won't be free of that. And unless you have the right technique. And in and, and the self-defense, you know, the technique is, okay, you step on the foot, you elbow them in their stomach, and then you elbow them in their head. So that's, that's how you get free from that. You get free from the stronghold when you identify it, when you can say it, yes, I have a problem with anger or jealousy or lust or greed. Speak it out. Call it what it is. Ask the Lord to forgive you. And that, that, it's hard. I know it's hard because we don't want to be found out. But the reality is there's so much freedom when we do that. Eileen, also, it's such an issue of the heart. These things are literally issues of the heart. And I've learned that sometimes we have to begin by asking God to even give us a desire to forgive, especially ourselves. But 
um, it's so difficult in many situations. And so we have to actually start by asking God to even give you the desire. Would you agree? Yes. And, and I think this is one thing that helped me too. I mean, the Lord loved me just how I was. And, and I was a sinner. I mean, I, you know, externally, you would not see that. But the Lord, he knew my heart and he loved me. Mm-hmm. He forgave me for everything I've ever done. He never held anything against me. Why? Why, if he forgives me freely, why would I want to hold on to unforgiveness? Mm-hmm. There are things that you're saying today, these uh, such critical points that speak to all of our lives. Uh, we, we talk about anger. I think about fear. I think about hurt that causes anger. You mentioned in your your presentation about how you felt as a child helpless while your mom was crying out and your dad was uh, uh, doing what he did to create such fear in your mom and of course then you and your sisters. That helplessness uh, that people feel, it could come in various ways. Uh, That's something when we come back, uh, Eileen, I'd like for you to share more about, uh, but also talk to us about lies that we believe uh, through all of this and why we don't confess, uh, why there are so many uh, reasons we have within ourselves, uh, hiding things, not wanting other people to think a certain way about us, and how it might even be rooted with things that aren't even true. Our identity, the way we perceive ourselves and others. Could we do that, Eileen, when we come back? I would love to. Eileen Marks sharing, you know, you could talk, we could just talk story, as we often say in the island, just relax and talk. But you know, when you talk and there's purpose, you start peeling off some layers, layer after layer after layer, and you get deeper and deeper, and there's substance there, substance that could change your life, change our lives. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The road of desperate life Aimlessly beneath the barren sky Leave it to me I'll lead you home This is Danny Yamashiro Don Pick Benson wrote When I was growing up My dad was a farmer Not a Christian He had little interest in faith having been told by his father that the Bible was a fairy tale. But then a local pastor took an interest in my dad, asking if he could help plow the fields on the weekend. That one act of service spoke louder than words ever could to my dad. By his actions, the pastor made my dad feel loved, and that did more than any preaching could have. He didn't need convincing about the theological correctness of the Bible. He needed to feel God's love for him. This pastor met that need in a practical way, and that's evangelism.
You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience The Good Life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome back to our show. Today, we're reaching into the vault for a classic interview when I hosted this show in Hawaii. I'm joined with my co-host, Suzanne Maurer. Please enjoy. You know, we talk about truth and lies, but how powerful are lies? Well, I would say they're quite powerful, especially when you, you believe the lies are truth and they begin to take over not just your thought process, but the decision making, your perception, and things begin to transpire, unfold, maybe in some instances unravel in your life because it's all based on lies. Well, how do you get to the truth? We're listening. You're listening to the Good Life Radio Show today. Danny Yamashiro here with Suzanne Maurer. Our guest today, Eileen Marks. Eileen speaking about strongholds and breaking those strongholds. You can find out more about her and her ministry, All Things Possible, at victormarks.com. You can find out more about this program. You can get this podcast in its entirety for free free podcast for you at thegoodlifehawaii.com. Eileen, lies. How destructive are lies? Where do they come from? And how do we ground ourselves in truth? Wow, lies. Again, I'm going to go back to um, childhood when a child is told something like, uh, you were a mistake, you're stupid, you'll never be anything. These lies <clears throat> go into the fibers of that little soul, that little heart, and they grow up. And these are lies, but the child believes them. Mm-hmm. So their whole life, they're thinking they were a mistake. So they're going to try to prove to everyone that they're not a mistake. Mm-hmm that they're not loved, so they're going to try to prove that they're lovable. So these lies that, like, for, for example, Victor, when he was uh, growing up, um, you know, he, his abuse and the lies that he was told, they embedded deeply into his soul mm-hmm. that in his mind, God doesn't love him, because if he did, then these things wouldn't happen to him. So now he's fast-forward 30 years, he can still tell everyone else how much God loves them, but he doesn't believe it himself because of the lies that were told to him. Mm-hmm. So until those lies, again, they have to be recognized as a lie. And then the truth has to be shown as the truth. The truth will always trump a lie, but until that heart, until that soul believes it, their life will not change. So these lies, I mean, who's the father of lies? Satan. Mm-hmm. And even even as, as grown people, we, we can hear something, and if we don't recognize it as a lie, we can start living it out as a truth. Mm-hmm. When I think about lies and how far along we can get um, when we believe it's a truth. It just 
means so much when you say a trump uh, a truth can trump a lie. How? Well, the truth. Let's look. Let's let's look who the creator of the universe is. Mm-hmm. It's God Almighty. Mm-hmm. He is the one speaking truth over this person, and what he says is true. There's no darkness, there's no lie, there's no deceit. It's all true. So when a heart has been told they're useless, they were mistaken, God says, no, before you were born, I knew you were going to be here. I have a plan for you. I purposed you. This lie that you believed that says you're a mistake, that's a lie. That's, that's, that's a human heart spoke that over that person. Mm-hmm. So the truth is comes from God. That's why it trumps lies, because yes. it comes from God Almighty. And we need truth-tellers, don't we? Truth-tellers yes. to speak into the lives of those who have been told lies, who believe lies. When you have spoken to women and to people on a large-scale basis or even in a smaller scale, more of a personal level, how have you seen people respond? Well, I, I love to talk about things that are important to people, and, and people's hearts are important. So if, if, if they're able to share those things that hurt them, that have wounded them, and they're able to get it out of their mouth, and, and say, this is what happened to me, or this is how I feel, or then, then I can say, just like you said, truth tellers. I can speak truth to them and, and let them see what they have believing, what they've been believing about themselves is a lie. Mm. And because of that, this is the behavior that really springs out of that lie. So it's, it's to expose the lie and to, to bring light and to just allow the Lord to rush through them with his truth. That, I mean, God's word is truth. His, he loves people, it's truth. He says he came to, to set the captives free mm-hmm. because he knows that there are so many people walking on this planet that are so wounded, that are so broken from what, what they've been told, lies they've been told about themselves. Eileen, today someone is listening, they hear you, and they have been listening to lies. They might know some of them. They might not know all of them. But just by hearing you address this very, very important matter, they feel perhaps a little bit of hope that they could be set free or begin to walk and take steps to freedom. Could you... Give them, that dear person today, uh, as a truth teller, give them something that you know how God sees them according to his word and lead in a prayer. Yes, my dear brother and dear sister that's listening, I don't even know what your heart is going through, but I know that God, the one who created you, knows you. He knew even before your parents knew that they were pregnant with you. He knows 
you're going to be here for a certain amount of time, and he loves you, he has a purpose for you. And what God wants to do is he wants to heal you. He wants you to release your fists that have been holding it. He wants you to release the hardness of your heart. He wants you to be able to say it to him. Tell him. He already knows what's going on in your heart. Tell him what's hurting you. Tell him what grieves you. Get it out. Confess it. You can either do it to him or do it to someone that you know you can trust. Speak it out. Don't hold it in anymore. It hurts you. Have freedom because that's why Jesus came. He came to set you free. He came. He loves you, and he knows all about you. He loves you, and his plan for you is is to set you free and to heal your broken heart. Can you lead in a prayer now for that dear person? Lord, I know that there are people listening, God, that need to hear you, Jesus. They need to know, God, that you are their answer, that you have their heart, God. You've been watching them, God. You know them. You brought them here today to listen to this. Lord, you're saying you don't have to run anymore. God, I pray that they would surrender. I pray they would surrender all their hurts, God, all their pain, their guilt, their shame, everything, Jesus, and let them lift it up to you, God, and let them sense your presence, Lord Jesus. Let them know that you are good, Lord, your plans for them are good. And God, I pray that if they don't know you, Jesus, I pray they would receive you, God. Mm-hmm. Receive yes. you as their Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. God. Just trust you. Lord, it just takes a little bit of faith, God, a tiny faith, a tiny size of a mustard seed to believe that you are who you say you are, Jesus. You came to bring healing to people. You came, you gave your life, Lord, so that we can have eternal life. So I pray for those listening, Jesus, help them, give them the faith, help them to open their hands to you, help them to lift their hands to you, Jesus, and watch you do what only you can do. Jesus' name. And for our listeners who have had to listen to the lie that you were a mistake, you weren't wanted, uh, whatever, the wonderful news is, oh yes, not only were you wanted by God, you were planned by God, you were created by God. He knows the number of days of your life. So you are wanted by the creator of our universe. You are made by him. And he loves you beyond anything you could ever hope for or imagine. And know that as uh, Suzanne shares and as Eileen has explained and as Eileen has prayed, my friend, the Lord hears her prayers. We pray for you together. Mm -hmm. And as the Lord hears, the Lord answers. You can be assured that there are things that are happening even in the heavenly realm, those things that are unseen. Uh, And because of that, you can expect, by God's grace, certain things to transpire. We don't know exactly what they are, but certain circumstances, certain things in your life, certain things even within you that may begin to uh, be breakthroughs in your life because of some breaking that's taking place through these strongholds. But remember... Eileen says it, it all starts with confessing, mm-hmm. opening up, mm-hmm. sharing, 
And then the Lord, by His Spirit, will work. There's forgiveness that you will experience, forgiveness that you will be able to give that you yourself don't even think you can. God will enable you. And you'll be moving forward in a way, perhaps, like you could never have imagined. Eileen Marks is with us. You know, she and her husband, Victor Marks, they don't only keep these uh, spiritual truths, these gems to themselves. No, they share it with others. They speak, they hug, they love, not only in America, but in other parts of the world. They travel around from state to state, but from country to country. And the Lord has been doing something very unique in recent days through all things possible ministries in a very critical tension-filled part of our world Eileen Marks will share with us about those things when we come back stay with us wandering the road of desperate life aimlessly beneath the barren sky leave it to me I lead you home James 3.13 says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is brought to you by generous sponsors. Thank you to Coach Dino Babers and Mrs. Susan Babers, Mr. Edmund Jung and Mrs. May Jung, Mr. Rodney Arias Sr., A1A Electrician, Cedar Assembly of God, and the Thursday Men's Breakfast, Boston. If you, your business, or your church would like to support The Good Life with Dr. Danny, please visit drdanny.live. Join our partnership team. That's drdanny.live. Thank you. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience The Good Life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome back to our show. Today, we're reaching into the vault for a classic interview when I hosted this show in Hawaii. I'm joined with my co-host, Suzanne Maurer. Please enjoy. But what would you do if the Lord called you and opened the door for you to go somewhere that most people would just step away from and say, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, not me, not, not me. Not there. <laughs> no, not there, right. What would you do? Would you go? You're listening to The Good Life Radio Show. I'm Danny Yamashiro with my co-host, Suzanne Maurer. Our guest today, Eileen Marks. She's a co-founder of All Things Possible Ministries with her husband, Victor Marks. And you can find out more about the ministry at victormarks.com. Eileen, where has the Lord opened up and uh, how did you respond? Wow. Well, uh, it, it's interesting that the Lord, uh, I think he calls us all to share his love to be his hands and feet, mm-hmm. and I, I think he knows us enough to know that um, if he calls us someplace that's not popular, 
um, that will go. And we were not looking for this, trust me. <laughs> we, um, we, we got word that there, were, there was need for some young women who were held by ISIS. Um, they needed some trauma help because they were now free after being held for several months. And these are girls ranging from 14 to 24. So they're free now, and and many of them are taking their life because they can't relive the trauma that they experienced. So we were asked by the Kurdish government if we can get a team to come and help these girls. And you know what? God gave us such a peace about this. We had actually asked other ministries that do this, actually professional counselors to do this. And nobody replied, which, of course, I understand why. Go to Iraq in the middle of the, the, the world where ISIS is terrorizing everybody. But um, God gave us a peace, and he, he let us see these young women who are made in his image, who are suffering with a great trauma because of the atrocities that they went through. So <clears throat> with the trauma that we've experienced, just being in the youth facilities and, and hearing the stories of our nation's youth, so many have been abused physically, sexually, emotionally. This was just a broader reach of children who've been abused, but by ISIS. Mm-hmm. So God was preparing our hearts long before this opportunity came up. And yes, it's scary, but we just had a peace because we knew God was going to be there with us. So that's what we're doing now. We're, we're reaching not just... Um, the girls, but the, the children. There's tens of thousands of children who have experienced incredible trauma with everything that happened to their family. Their, their fathers were killed, their sisters were taken, hmm. uh, their grandparents were killed. So there's just, there's so much need. So God has opened the door for us to be over in northern Iraq and reaching the kids that are in the IDP camps and um, to share hope, to share love, to be his hands and feet. So that, that's what we're doing. What do you do? How do you do it? You know, you, you, you're there, hands and feet. Uh, how, does that, how does that work itself out? Well, um, literally, we're there. Uh, we go, and physically, as a woman, I'm able to hug these mm-hmm. other women. Mm-hmm. I'm able to hug the girls. And even though there's a language barrier, I tell them, God loves you. And I cry with them, mm-hmm. and, and I let them know, you know, God hears you. He knows your suffering. So we're there physically. Um, we have been able to help people get out of very dangerous situations. We're a nonprofit. You know, we say, hey, here's a need. There's a family fleeing from ISIS. We need this much money to get them out. People give. So we mm-hmm. give that money over there. Or there's a need for water or kerosene or food or blankets. So God has enabled us to kind of bring tangible needs to them as well. Do you fear? You know, I have had my moments being over there, and it is such a dark place. Um, but, but I have such peace because I know the Lord's there, and mm-hmm. I know He's able to protect us, and He's also able to instruct us through a spirit, if we're in danger, to get out of a situation, um, don't go there. In fact, my husband's on his way there now. And, you know, 
I mean, we pray Psalm 91 over him yes. all the time. Yes. And we have to trust God. I, you know, if, if God's going to call us, I mean, I resolve this in my, in my mind because the first time I went over there was February of 2015. And, I mean, the media was, was plastering images of what ISIS was doing. That was their propaganda to instill such fear. So as a woman, as a Christian and American, I, I fit the infidel perfectly. And they, they, would, they would have no, no issues harming me. Mm-hmm. And um, in fact, Victor was trying to keep me from going because he kept showing me these images. And I said, Victor, I really think the Lord, the Lord wants me to go. So I just, you know, honey, stop showing me the images. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I just, I, I felt his peace. I felt his presence. And I still do because... Do you know what? I, I felt the Lord show me that we're to relocate over there. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't have fear because I know he's going to be with us. Is it dangerous? Yes, it's very dangerous. But we, 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 we believe God. I believe what God's Word says. I trust him. And I know there's a lot of people who have a lot of hard time even thinking that we're going to bring our children over there with us. Mm. But if God is for us, who can mm. be against us? Psalm 91, verse 1, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Verse 11, uh, verse 9, If you say, The Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near your tent. Eileen Marks, you are an inspiration. Yes. For anyone who has uh, a lacking or needs an injection of uh, uh, spiritual courage, uh, the courage of, the calcium of courage in a weak spine, well, you and your husband, Victor, certainly help strengthen all of us. And so, dear sister, Thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you for being with us and being the inspiration that you are in the name of Christ. Thank you, sister. Thank you. God bless you. And I am so excited for what God's doing today all over the world through his people. Mm. Insights on life from Eileen Marks. More at victormarks.com. My friend, God's timing is perfect. And There's no better time than right now to share the love of Christ with someone near you. And if you haven't done so, look, I believe this may be that perfect moment for you to open your heart to Jesus. Go to drdanny.live for next steps and resources to reach family and friends. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and major platforms. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. It's always a blessing to be with you. Thank you to Eileen Marks. More at victormarks.com. Until next time, along with my producer, David Nasora, creative director, Brian Torres, web designer, Shana Kusumoto, social media director, Luke Yamashiro, and guest coordinator, Jan Yi. I'm Danny Yamashiro. Remember, the Lord is with you as you share the love of Jesus with someone today. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast 
of The Good Life with Dr. Danny. We hope that today's program has been a blessing for you and that you may find hope in hearing how God's Word affects people from all walks of life. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is a listener-supported program, and we'd like for you to prayerfully consider becoming a sponsor or donor. To contact Dr. Danny and learn more about the ministry, visit drdanny.live. That's drdanny.live. Be sure to tune in weekdays at 6 p.m. to hear The Good Life with Dr. Danny. Until next time, may God richly bless you with The Good Life.